Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Great first impressions and why that matters to employee retention. Do you remember why you keep going back to that same restaurant or maybe not? Well, it probably was your first impression. How you were welcome. Was it warm bread or stale bread? The interactions, the aesthetics, that first bite. Well, those first impressions that we unconsciously hold on to are called imprinting beliefs, meaning first impressions stick. And in this episode, we're discussing with Amy Davies on why first impressions matter and the impact that people leaders and organizations can have on improving employee retention by 82%. We also discuss why one in three employees will leave their employer within 12 months and typically for reasons that are preventable. And hint, it's got to do with a lot with your onboarding process. And our guest is Amy Davies, is the founder and CEO of First 30, offering employee onboarding and outplacement services to business. She's also the author of A Spark in the Dark, Illuminating Your Path to a Brilliant Career in a Reorg World. And her next book, What Employees Want, Five Proven Strategies to Attract, Retain, and Engage Talent, is set for release in September 2023. And as with every episode, our guest, Amy Davis, will bravely share her failure ta-da moment. And at the end, we will share the three stars and the next step that you can take and put into practice from this episode. And if you have a question or comment about the podcast, well, we would love to hear from you and appreciate your thoughts. Email us at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you again for supporting the podcast. So, Please leave a rating or review and subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. All right, let's meet Amy Davies and Great First Impressions, Why That Matters to Employee Retention. Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Amy Davies, so great to have you here. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling very good. I'm actually very honored that you asked me to be here today because when we met, you were giving a fantastic presentation at uh, Disrupt HR. And, you know, it's always nice when the people whose presentations you admire ask you to be a guest on their podcast. So well, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, well, that is, that's so great to hear. Thank you so much, Amy. And, and of course, it was such a, a pleasure and an honor to be on your episode as well, on your podcast as well. Uh, yeah, on uh, Ideas on, for HR. On Ideas yeah. for HR, absolutely, yeah. with your company, First 30. and. Here we are being reciprocal as we're sharing, you know, so great to meet you. And it was all about first impressions, which is what we're going to be speaking about, how those impressions are, uh, as they say, they imprint, they leave, they leave a feeling, a thought. Um, and we were going to call this show imprinting beliefs. And we just thought that's too complicated. Let's just make it really <laughs> simple, which is the idea of retain. How do we retain employees? And it's all based on that, that first impression. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about this idea of imprinting beliefs. Sure. So what happens, we all know that, you know, make we're told that making a great first impression really matters, but we're really never told why those first impressions matter. And why they matter is because what is happening cognitively when we engage with something new? So whether that's a new category, like, you know, some people just love chocolate and they yeah. don't know why they love chocolate. True. It probably has, and some people don't, right? So, uh, chocolate, I like it. I can take it or leave it. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, some people have a real ritual uh, about it. 
So what ends up happening with, you know, a category is that maybe the first time you had chocolate, you were with your mom or your dad, and it was really warm feeling. And cognitively, when you are having a new experience, you're highly receptive. And what that means is when you uh, interact with another person for the first time, like you and I were talking about, when you go to a restaurant for the first time, when you join an organization, you are very cognitively receptive. So your brain is doing something that you are entirely unaware that it's doing. And if your first impressions are fantastic, Mm -hmm. everything goes smoothly and, you know, you're treated really well, maybe you get a little swag bag on your first day, you're starting to feel really good. You're feeling positive. And in the first few days, if that positivity carries on, we build what's called a belief system based Mm -hmm. on these first interactions. And once that belief system is established, it can be very difficult, if not impossible, to change. And it can give you a real life example if, if you want, Joel. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I, I mean, yeah. I, I love this idea of that that first impression. I like you said that the brain's not even connected. Like we're it's a separate yeah. thing that's happening. <laughs> that's right. We don't even know that it's happening. And that's why I say that when we talk about, you know, it's really important that you make a great first impression. It also matters that we know why that is happening, because what so many of us feel like is that we can make it up. Oh, you know what? Maybe Amy's computer wasn't set up. Maybe her laptop or her her, uh, phone wasn't set up, but we'll make it right tomorrow. Well, sometimes that tomorrow isn't good enough, right? Because the brain has already done its work and it's too late. It's made its decisions. Yeah, that is right. You know? Uh, I mean, imagine that I came up to you after your presentation and said something rude to you, right? Right, right. <laughs> we wouldn't be <laughs> you wouldn't, we wouldn't be you wouldn't be a guest on the podcast. We That's wouldn't right. be talking right now. But I mean, I remember meeting you and your wife, and she is lovely. We had a great conversation, and and from there we kind of connected virtually after that, and we carried on that positivity. So hopefully, we had both, you know built very positive belief systems about each other. And so, you know, next week, Joel, if someone came up to me and said, Oh, you were on Joel's podcast, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't, I don't trust that guy or, Mm. you know, and then what would happen is I would say, wait a second. Even if they showed me evidence or told me a story that made you sound awful, I would not be able to, um, I wouldn't be able to agree with it because that belief system about you is already established. That's right. why in courts, judges look at evidence. They don't listen <laughs> to what people are saying because right. it's too easy for someone who is incredibly likable. And yeah. often people who are incredibly likable do bad things. Um, so they need to see the evidence. And that's why. Uh, they do that. And that's, I believe, I could be wrong about this, maybe our friends in the the legal Mm. community will correct me. But that's why you speak through a lawyer too, right? Right, right. Lawyer is that buffer between you and the judge. So another real life example is going to a restaurant, right? And Mm -hmm. anyone who is an expert in uh, being a restaurateur will recommend that you know, uh, uh, certain types of restaurants will offer you warm bread when you come in. Oh, I love because that. Because now, yeah, now that restaurant is imprinting positively, right? Yes. So, yeah. 
And then, well, if you get bread and it's stale, you can only imagine. Right. <laughs> that yeah, would yeah. be very good. Yeah. But you want that really nice bread, um, something that's a little bit warm. Uh, yeah. And that helps you imprint positively. And really talented people in the field, the service field, understand that. And that's yeah. why you see these really nice things happening um, when you when you go into a good restaurant. Any restaurant, you know, like you said, you know, even you had mentioned this earlier, you know, off camera subway, as an example, mm. <laughs> has that smell of the warm bread. The warm it's, bread. It's, it speaks to our senses. Like we're not consciously realizing why am I attracted to this restaurant? Why mm -hmm. was this restaurant a good experience? We may not even point it out to that. It was the idea of that, that warm bread, the smell that came in, the taste. And as you said, the staleness, it leaves us with a feeling. Um, and in the same way that you talked about work, for example, you showed up and the, your computer wasn't ready, your phone wasn't ready, and they say, oh, we'll give it to Amy the second day. But the first impression was, this is stale. I was promised. Yeah, that's right. I was promised a computer and it's not here. And you yeah. may not consciously make that decision, but at that moment, your brain <laughs> separately has, has, has been ha having a conversation and said, Amy, shut it down. Yeah. Your brain's on a field day, all of its own, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, your employees want to feel safe and secure, right? With your organization. Right. Yeah. They want to, and they want to see that you are successful, like you're, you're a financially successful organization. So if you keep letting them down, they might also wonder, how much you're letting your clients down or your customers down. Right. And is that going to have an impact on their security with your organization? You know, because we hear so much about layoffs. I mean, yeah. my first book was all about restructuring and living in a reorg world where we're constantly losing or changing our jobs. Most, a lot, or I shouldn't say necessarily all, but a lot of employees want to go to a place and stay there for a while, they're not going to want to, you know, move around no. constantly. Right. Um, so you want them to feel that security with yeah. your organization. And so this is the whole, this is the whole idea of imprinting beliefs. And so that we're retaining our people because if, and I think you have some interesting statistics. So if I understand correctly, yeah. if that first impression is hard to get back is what I'm getting. So that's right. Yeah. Um, and so we do have issues with um, retention. So there's a lot of issues with retention right now. In mm -hmm. fact, about a quarter of employees will voluntarily leave an organization within the year. Uh, it's a little lower for Canada, a little higher for the U.S., and um, what happens is a lot of them are leaving within their first 90 days to six months. So you're going to lose about one third of your new hires <laughs> if you're not careful. Right. And great onboarding can really improve the outcome for an organization. So it is the research shows that it improves retention by 82 percent okay. and productivity by 70 percent. So. I really, when we talk to organizations, um, it, it can be an expense to invest in your onboarding program, but right. when you lose an employee, you're paying a certain percentage of their salary, about 30 or 50% of their salary to replace them. Right. So isn't it worth making that time investment and that relatively small financial investment yes. um, to 
avoid the risk of losing a third of your new hires after you've spent all that time and money recruiting them? This is very clear. And again, going back to the example of that restaurant, if you had the stale <laughs> bread and maybe maybe you had the past <laughs> afters and it was good and everything else was fine, but it's yeah. that first impression, you're like, well, should we go to that restaurant again? Mm, eh, yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't think uh, so. Moving I'll on. Tell, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, once I started with an organization, it was many years ago, and I will mm -hmm. not say who the organization was. Um, and the very first day I showed up, I had a, a bouquet of flowers on my desk, which, I, you know, it's like, oh, fresh bread. This is this is yeah, so nice. Right. But guess what? <laughs> they were all wilted and brown. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and it just, you know, uh, that was, it wasn't the right fit ultimately, yeah. but I feel right. like that was the first sign to me that yeah. maybe I had made a mistake, but employers are doing things like this all the time and, and with all the best intentions, right? Yes. Um, and because not a lot of organizations are talking about the power of imprinting, right? they don't really realize the damage they're doing by not investing in a great onboarding experience for their new employees. Well, th that example about the flowers, uh, again, is, is such a good example because the intention was there. We're going to give flowers to welcome them, but it's that sort of impersonal approach where they did someone, they didn't actually check how yeah. the, the flower, again, the stale bread that they didn't actually <laughs> check. Uh, or maybe you received a card to welcome you, but mm -hmm. the card didn't have your name in it and it could have been written by anybody. And right. it, or it, that it, your name was spelled wrong. Or your name was spelled wrong. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, they do. I don't feel all that special or that welcome. It just feels <laughs> this right. was just um, generic, I guess. So let's talk. Let's talk about some of this, the steps into successfully onboarding. That's going to sure. maybe help that retention. Yes. What can, what can what can people do? So I think that companies can pay a lot of attention to what they're doing before somebody even enters their office. You know, as a new employee. So through the the process of being a candidate with the organization. There's mm -hmm. some really important touch points along the way um, when they're being interviewed, how you're following up with them. But also one thing we talk a lot about for about at first 30 is pre-boarding your mm. new employees. So getting them excited about the organization and engage with the organization even before their start date. Things like having a buddy call them before they start or sending them little fun facts about the business. And I just want to be clear that yeah. pre-boarding is not sending them a whole bunch of documents to sign or doing their <laughs> right. little background check. It's not right. that. That is right. just paperwork. It, it's, um, the, it's, it's showing the culture. That's right. Showing the culture and showing them that you are invested in them. Mm. You are excited about mm. them joining the business. Yeah. It can yeah. be a bit about the business, but right. also making it about them. And the yeah. other thing we love to recommend is that you send them a little email before they start about where should they park? What, right. you know, subway or, or metro station is near their office. Um, where can they have lunch, right? The last thing you want is some to show up thinking there's a cafeteria at the office and they there isn't right. and right. there's they're hungry all day. Right. Yeah. So pre-boarding is one step. Yeah. The second step, of course, that we really love is the onboarding. So okay. you want to really think about orientation, which is 
what you want everyone in your business to know about the business, about the brands. You want them checking in with their manager. You want them taking that mandatory training, that safety training. Um, so getting them oriented is one thing. And then they're on the job training. So making sure that you have your people leaders ready to receive them and knowing what to do. Because uh, here's the thing. Some people leaders, they <laughs> haven't hired someone in four years. So right. they haven't had a new team member. They might forget what to do. And so right. that's where I love some training, right, for those people leaders. So get them trained on the skills they need to bring in. Um, and effectively welcome and train a new team member. Yeah, you know that that's the, that's the first impression. And if if that people leader, as you said, is awkward, uh, and so and we see this, we see so many people who got into managerial or leadership roles, and are there because they had the right technique or the right skill to get there, but didn't necessarily have the people skills. Right. So so getting the training in the in you maybe have been managing data. But now you're going to be managing people, <laughs> people. And, and it starts with the first impression uh, yeah. to create yeah. that trust right there and how you welcome them. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have those people that have been individual contributors for a long time and you start to give them the responsibility of managing people. And I think that is another signal that maybe it's time to get those team members some training mm -hmm. so that you uh, make sure that they know what they're doing because some people are excellent individual compute oh, sorry some people are excellent individual contributors right. but they're not great people leaders and yes. they need some help with that but the I, third thing we didn't this, talk this, about and i like that word individual contributors but they're not people leaders so i'm writing yes. that down that's a good one yeah that's good <laughs> Yeah. And then the other, um, the, the third thing mm -hmm. that organizations really want to think about is how do you carry on that positive impression over wow. time? You know, like we said, belief systems, once established, are difficult to change, but not impossible. Right. The other thing is a, a person could build a new belief system if there's changes that happen in the organization. Like we've all been in an organization where a new leader has uh, uh, has taken over, right. um, that might change our impression, or there's been a merger acquisition. So that is a time where there's a vulnerability for people who have had a really positive impression for that to start to change, right? Yes. So we need to really be focused on continuing this path of positivity, right? And it's not always going to be perfect. Because, yeah. you know, like nobody's perfect. No organization no. is perfect. It, sure. But keep, yeah, keep people engaged. You know, you guys do a great job of training. Get companies to come in and do some training with people. Make them feel like they have a future with you and, and have a succession plan with your organization if you want to keep them. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough market out there for companies. There is a labor shortage, right? And yeah. we have to be thinking when we have people, how do we keep them? And also, how do we keep them productive and engaged, right? Productive, we don't just want yeah. them to be there. <laughs> right. Yes. Right? Um, it, it's 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 an ongoing process that that starts. And I like you said, may, maybe you start, maybe you give those wilted flowers at the beginning uh, <laughs> when you welcome the person. But it doesn't mean... Um, it's kind of like when, when when we make a commitment, we want to go on a diet and we all of a sudden eat that that tub of ice cream and we're like, oh, it's all over. It's like, yeah. no, it's all over. It's it's still another day, another chance to start again. 
Uh, <laughs> That's it's, right. the same, it's the same thing with the wilted flowers. It's still an yeah. opportunity to, and, and we want to have consistency. We don't want to take, because there's such a demand for labor now and for qualified people. And if you've got really good people, then it's really, they need to feel that and how they've been treated uh, and that they feel that they have been, um, that there's that continuous, as I said, motivation throughout because it's, um, we make some conscious decisions, but at the end, it's oh, it is about how do we feel in these situations. And you know what, Joel, it is, yeah. and it's also about how do we fix the problems that mm. come up because there's always going to be problems, right? Someone's computer, like computers, are going to be late. Things yeah. are going to break down. Um, someone's going to have a bad day and they're going to come in and maybe they have a new team member starting and they're not going to put their best foot forward. Well, the best thing that a company can do when that happens is acknowledge that something went wrong, apologize yeah. for it, right. and somehow make the person feel better about it. You know, I did a lot of work um, with employee research and consumer research before I started First 30, that I had about a 20-year career there. And I learned from that that it's not when things when things go wrong with a company that people are upset. It's actually, well, sorry, they are upset when that happens. Right. But what they rely on the company to do is the fix, right? So you can have a better relationship with your customer if yes. things have gone wrong and you've corrected the mistake effectively and you've taken care of them and they feel good about it. Yes. If you uh, fail them when something goes wrong, they will they will really disengage with you. So it's really interesting to think it's totally okay if things go wrong, but make sure you have a great way to bring that person back, to make them feel good, to make them understand this was an exception and not the rule. And that you're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, we don't apologize enough sometimes. I think. Well, I guess we're Canadian, so we <laughs> we apologize superficially. We apologize too sure. much, but I think we genuinely need to, you know, acknowledge our mistakes and say, "I've done this wrong," yeah. and uh, I'm really sorry. And here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's what I'm going to do about it. It's 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 that it's that next part because we could say I'm sorry, but it has little meaning unless we actually say the next part. And here's what I'm going to do about it. Yeah. And I understand how this has inconvenienced you or understand this was a challenging time or understand this was confusing. Yes. Um, and so to take the accountability. And so, you know, it, it starts with, as we let, let's go back to the beginning, it starts with that first impression <laughs> that yeah. that's uh, that that's starts in that way. Even before I said, I like the idea of pre-boarding that you've really given thought that this person coming to your organization is a valuable asset, I think is yes. what I'm hearing. And what yeah, can like, I do? You know, thinking yeah. about you're getting an expensive car. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure the garage is going to be clean or, yes. uh, you know, <laughs> to welcome my new car. It's the same thing. It's like that, that person is a valuable asset and you want to give some thought or have a process in place. Yes. Uh, which Have which a is, process because once yeah. you have a process, you know, there's always going to be moving parts, but it is nice to have a process in place that you know will deliver. Or at least aspects of it, or at least you've yeah. tried, right? One yeah. of the things our clients tell us is having a program in place is just a signal to their employees that they care. Right. So 
you know, even if the rest of their experience isn't perfect, they're like, oh, this is a company. I've got this first 30 program. This company is, is invested in their new employees. I'm feeling really good about being here. And on my very first day, I'm getting into this program and I have something to do, something to keep me busy and engage with and learn. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, it makes Especially with, you know, I, I don't know if we, we didn't really talk about it, but maybe we could take a couple of minutes. We're talking about the office. What about the people working from home? You Maybe you've been, or it's a hybrid environment. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that uh, about yeah. making that person feel welcomed? Yeah, I would say there's a few things you can do. I would send them some swag, some company swag, mm -hmm. so that they are on a call, you know, and everyone's got their little mug, like I've got my little <laughs> Spark Center mug at the Spark Center today, and I've got my little <laughs> mug. And and they can have something, whether it's a hat, a t-shirt, a mug, something right. to make them feel somehow connected to the organization right. beyond having their laptop. Right. But I also think that it is nice to make sure that when they're being introduced to their new team and their new colleagues, they're not overwhelmed with 15 people at once on a call, mm. you know, and they're going to be the center of attention. And it's very overwhelming. And I'm an extroverted person, Joel, just taking a guess that you're an extroverted person too. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> we can talk about this later. Sure. Off, off camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but if you, even for extroverted people, that can be very overwhelming. And what mm. if something happens? What if your child comes up and embarrasses you or something? Now that's happened. That's your first impression in front of 15 people. So right. what we recommend if you have calls on the first day, which they will, just make them small. Introduce yeah. them to a couple of people at one time. Don't right. overwhelm them with a with a team's call that has, you know, 20 people on it and they're right. kind of like asked or put them on the spot by you know playing a game like two truths and a lie which I'm not very good at actually right um you know makes people feel awkward and uncomfortable if you're going yeah. to do things like that give them the heads up oh hey when people start in their new we like to play two truths and a lie get ready yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure to be on as you're just trying to figure out, right? As, 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 you know, am I qualified to do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is am I? You know, is uh, uh, do I have the talents, the skills? And all of a sudden, two truths and a lie. It, yeah, I was just rewatching the movie The Firm with Tom Cruise, and it makes me think of that as like he's he's like the new lawyer, and he's introduced to like you know the board, full, you know, full a boardroom full of people in gray suits. Right. Uh, so it makes me think of what you just said here is that remotely you're introduced to like you know 20 15 20 people maybe on your team mm -hmm. in in a zoom meeting and that would be yeah. very very uncomfortable and you know remind people who you are if you are introduced to them in a large environment or even this right. can apply to being in person or um remote is you know hi amy remember me i'm joel you know this mm -hmm. is what i do for the organization so that you're not just like expecting them to remember everything about you it's like you know, Joel, you gave that presentation. I was in the audience. Right. And if I had, you know, come up to you a month later and I never said hi at the event, right. you'd be like, oh, hey, Joel. And you'd be, oh, hey. Hey, you. <laughs> I, I'm, exactly. I'm not going to. You, you, know, you with that thing that you do. <laughs> yeah. Just don't assume that someone. Right. Uh, is going to remember you if they've met you on their first day with a whole slew of other people. 
Really good advice. Um, on that note, as we've talked about the onboarding, and basically we talked about really that imprinting the beliefs uh, remotely and in an office environment. This has been a great discussion. We're not. Uh, we've got one more segment that we love. We love to do. And Amy, I'm going to give you a minute to think about this. Okay. Take a okay, little break. And our segment is failure to dust. I'll give you a minute to think of your failure story, and then we yeah. come back. Uh, we'll hear your failure. Ta-da. We'll be hey, right back. I'm going to be ready. All right. At The Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company, we want to help you develop skills in a way that is purposeful and impactful. If you or someone on your team wants to improve their leadership skills, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why we've developed interactive and engaging leadership packages, each consisting of multiple courses, individualized leadership coaching, and other resources. To support leaders at all levels, we've created four leadership packages, each specially designed to improve a leader's skills in a particular area. Lead with trust. Lead effective and collaborative teams. Lead with executive presence. And lead your presentations. Leaders will be engaged and learning from our proprietary, instructor-led training and grow as part of our community of like-minded leaders. To learn more about our leadership packages, go to greatcanadiantraining.ca or email us at info at greatcanadiantraining.ca and mention leadership package in the subject line. All right, we're back with Amy Davies and we are talking about those first impressions and employee retention. Um, now, this is our favorite segment, which is failure. Ta-da! So Amy, we're <laughs> going to get you to share somewhere along your leadership journey where something may have felt like a failure at the time, um, mm -hmm. but it went from ta-da to aha, was it really became a learning moment. Uh, yeah. Do you have one to share with us? Well, I have so many, Joel, <laughs> but I will choose one. Okay. Uh, the you. one I will choose is, you know, first 30, when we first started as a business, we were the first 30 days after you left a company. So we were like an outplacement career transition business, okay. which I mean, I have a lot of heart for. We have mm -hmm. an amazing outplacement program that, you know, our, our participants have really enjoyed. But when it comes to being on LinkedIn and, you know, building a community around you, right. it's not the greatest to be talking about layoffs all the time, you know, right? <laughs> go figure. It's, it's kind negative. of sanity pressing and, yeah. you know, people don't want to be your friend. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, well, the business is doing well. It continues mm. to do really well. So I'm thrilled that we have it. And I, I like to think it's helped a lot of people. But um, we moved into onboarding and now we're known as an on uh, an employee onboarding business. Right. Uh, and we developed a program for onboarding. And uh, guess what? People want to be friends with me now. Right. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's just so much better. I'm a positive person. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking. Um, so I, I really like to connect with people about positive things. And when companies are growing and hiring, they uh, and thriving, that's a nice spot to be right. Yeah. Uh, working with people. So um, like I said, we still have our outplacement business. It does really well, but it's not what we you know, we we don't broadcast about that as much. Um, right. We talk a lot more about employee onboarding, and it's led to us having a much healthier business and getting a lot more calls, I would say. <laughs> and you know what? 
it's funny to have an outplacement business because you have a business that you really don't want companies to have to use. I mean, a right. lot to do, but it's funny to have a company where you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> I don't really want any clients for this business. But with onboarding, you yeah, want a ton of clients because you want com- you want to see companies grow and thrive and and uh, do really well. And, and uh, oh, uh, ta-da. ta-da! Oh, sorry, did I miss the ta-da? <laughs> no, there we go. That's, there we go. We got the ta-da. That's lovely. I love your sound effects. They're so sophisticated. <laughs> Amy, this has been great about imprinting beliefs and employee retention with that that those first impressions and what what organizations and leaders and people leaders can do. Uh, to be more skilled also at welcoming their these new people. Um, Amy, if we want to reach out to you or learn more about First 30, where can our listeners reach out to? Sure. Well, I'm very easy to find on LinkedIn. It's just Amy Davies First 30, the number 30, all one word. Uh, to check out our website, it's www.first3030ready.com. And if you want to reach out to me, it's just amy at first30.com. Excellent. Amy, thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And now it's time for our three stars, no trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you can start to put into practice. Number three, it's hard to get back that first impression We'll call it the stale effect, like the stale bread you received at the restaurant. So, for example, at work, was that new employee promised a new computer, a new phone? And what they heard was, oh, uh, we, it's not there. We'll get it to you tomorrow or sometime tomorrow. Well, expectations and unmet promises is what they'll remember from that. Number two, pre-boarding. That first impression starts before they even start showing up at work. Are they engaged before they start? Are you showing them the culture and not just paperwork to sign? Are you showing that it's about them? And the number one star from today's episode are the people leaders. So as Amy called them, individual contributors, maybe they're managing data, but now they're managing people. So give them the training on the how and what to do in welcoming new employees. And now what's the next step? Something you can implement from today's episode starting immediately. We'll call it the wilted flowers, which is maybe that first impression was not quite right, but to acknowledge it, sorry, and most importantly say, here's what we're going to do about it. Show that you care. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and leave us a rating or review if you enjoyed this episode. Let's stay connected. Join us on LinkedIn at Great Canadian Training and Consulting. And if you want more free resources and our list of professional instructor-led courses from software to soft skills, then make sure to come on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. If you have any questions or comments on the show, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Email us at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. We'll see you next episode in our search for what makes a great communicator with our leadership and communication discussions and tips.